Tom, it's almost afternoon. We should probably get started. Coming to you live <laughs> from the ass end of the blue line again. Mm-hmm. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And uh, take Tommy. As much as it would have been fun to see you riding your bike on the Ike, I don't think it would have been safe. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so, um, on today's episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, we are talking about left field because, you know, Rest in peace, Aloy. Um, <laughs> and we got <laughs> gone forever. Aloy Jimenez. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we also got to cover the 108 tourney, obviously. I got a bone to pick. You got I'll a bone, bone to pick. pick. We got a couple of Minoso minutes lined up. Thank you very much. It's going to be a packed episode. It is. All of this brought to you by us. Just us. And you guys. White Sox <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom, quick recap of the week. How was your week? Let's see here. What did I do? What did I do? Since we were on the pod with Dan. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. That was so much fun. It was. Freaking big big thanks guy. again to Dan for coming on. Um, I, I swear, dude, I don't think I did too much this week. But, you know, it's it's been a lot of, um, you know, hanging around the house, uh, not doing much, not going out, but just happy to, you know, be able to freaking think about Vucevic coming to the Bulls and Billy Hamilton being the best <laughs> White Sox player in this organization. You know, it's it's been, you know, as far as the sports are concerned, Loyola Ramblers are out here. So my sports world is, is on fire right the, now. The Bullers. <laughs> That's such bullshit. Like, it's two syllables. What? You can't do two w- syllables. What is that? Go blurs, go blurs. That's that's the thing is like you automatically are thinking okay B L U R S. Plus I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to talk about Sister Jean and her Catholic sorcery <laughs> witchcraft that she has going on in the rafters. Oh, oh. praying I for think that's Illinois. That's blasphemy. To, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, I, I I grew up Catholic. It's it's acceptable. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm I'm allowed to pass. <laughs> The, the one I'll just spend a little extra time in it's, purgatory. It's like the the clipper card or whatever that you you tap at once. You get a one time pass only to to insult. Se- there you go, <laughs> Sister Jean. That's right. <laughs> uh, I've been insulting Sister Jean for a week now. So, <laughs> jeez. Uh, well, sorry. It's been a weird week, and and there's been a lot going on. Mm. But at least there's some positives. Right? There's definitely positives, and I'm telling you, this Bulls news. We're not going to talk too much Bulls because. Um, we're not Steve's, a, Steve's a brand new not, fan. He's, we're also he's, not a Chicago Bulls podcast. <laughs> exactly, but I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm I've I've moved things out of the schedule today so I can watch this game, the first game with Vucevic in the uniform. There you go. So there you go. That's exciting stuff. That's exciting stuff for the Bulls. Maybe they'll be good. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your hopes up too high. Uh, you're dead to me. Okay, so anyway, um, let's talk about the one away tourney. That was so yeah. That was so fun. I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. If be one hundred and eight percent honest. One hundred and eight percent honest with you. Um, if you were actually to ask me about my week, which I know you weren't going to anyway, because you're a dick. Well, um, this is ba- your week was the one away. My tourney. week was literally the one away tourney, and so that- that's what I would have said my week was all about. Like. <laughs> Yes, I had work. Yes, I was at work. Yes, I was doing some work. At, you're not throwing the quotes up. I know you're. The, you. Were I mean, I was doing some, <laughs> <laughs> but most of my days, Monday through Friday this week, were. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Thinking about shit. Honest. Thinking about shit for the one hundred and eight tourney and getting materials prepped. Um, whether it be raps, whether it be skits, whether it be. 
getting on a bike and drinking Malort to Fleetwood Mac's <laughs> dreams. Uh, honestly, I was I was really happy with with a bunch of the content that I came out with. I thought it was super creative. I thought a lot of my stuff was was very original. Um, but I got to give a shout out to everybody that was a part <sighs> of the tournament. Um, yeah, just constant, constant creative funny amazing stuff coming from every single person that yeah. participated in the tourney it's not that done. did more than just retweet the link and say hey go vote for me right yeah, yeah, yeah because like that's what this tournament's all about this tournament is all about seeing the crazy shit that people are going to come up with uh-huh. in order to try and convince people to vote for them right <laughs> um it's just fun it's right exactly like i got body bagged by shy Sox fan mike again <laughs> two years in a row <laughs> Shouts to Beef for first off almost keeping me out of the tournament, but, but then putting then putting me back into the bracket <laughs> to get bounced by Shy Sox fan Mike in the third round again. Yeah, no, that's that's gonna be uh, a yearly tradition, I think. I guess so. I guess so. He must really like seeing me lose fifty eight to forty two percent to Shy Sox fan <laughs> Mike every year. Um, but you know what? It, it was a ton of fun. It's not. It's not about winning and losing, even though it. It's fun to move on, and it's fun to make a deep run in the tournament. Um, and I'll get to that later, too, when we talk about our Minoso minutes, that mm-hmm. it, you know, what this 108 tourney has meant to me. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's been a blast. Uh, Tom, any surprises for you out of the 108 tourney? Any, and any future predictions for you for the 108 tourney? I think the main surprise was that you went to the Sweet 16. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, it's not really like the Sweet 16. There's like 108 yeah, people yeah, yeah. to begin with. No. So it's like really like the final. Uh, it's like, what, 32? Maybe. Yeah, whatever it was. Whatever. Um, but that that was, it was just fun. And I I think like, you know, being that obviously like you're in the tournament, but it's a lot about the podcast as well is, is in part and parcel with it. So I felt like I was on that with you. Really fun. Um, so that was awesome. But as far as surprises go, <sighs> I mean, I love Tom Paints, but he was the three seed, so that's not really a surprise that he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, and right now he's in a very close, tight race with Shy Sox fan Mike. I know this is going to be posted afterward, afterward, but last time I looked, it was 51 to 49%. It's yeah. going to come down to the yeah. wire. Freaking freaking good guy. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just really have enjoyed the content. I think that's my main thing is that, you know, people like um, – Janice and Tom Paints and and Vinicky. That was that is Vinicky my surprise. getting bounced early, right? Vinicky almost losing in his first round matchup. What was that? And then getting bounced by you know Jeff the Giant. Yeah, who which, you is know. a great dude. You know, I can understand how he won that matchup, but he almost lost to I think it was Senior Socks. Yeah, um, and that one was a comeback victory for Vinicky. Yeah, um, the Godfather of Malort himself. Which that I think that's my biggest surprise and probably my my what I am saddest about with this tournament is that Vinicky didn't go deep like he did last year. Yeah, I'm surprised. I really that's my that's my big surprise. I mean, the thing about him is like his content is just free for the White Sox community, and it's so funny and good, and he puts his heart and soul into it. I mean, it's just like. God, it's it's it, we I feel lucky that we have the people that we have on White Sox Twitter just putting out content on the daily cuz it's just it's just fun. It's just fun. And obviously props to the 108 guys for making this happen and like facilitating the the creative minds to have a 
platform to put their Absolutely. best foot forward. You know, hundred percent. I mean, they've built this thing from the ground up, and I, I, I'm really happy that the 108 guys do this every year. I'm glad that mm-hmm. they, at least two of them, um, let me. <laughs> Let me sneak into the tournament this year. Um, oh, beef, man. I hope I didn't disappoint. Cherizi, I know you said you'd never listen to the podcast again if I <laughs> came with, a, if I didn't come with a good rap. Um, so I hope that you know the the bars were good enough all yeah. three rounds. Yeah. Uh, My suck summer. Thanks for the cameo. Um, once again, I hope I didn't. I know. And thank you for the rap. That was hilarious. Yes. Um, I apparently I have great libido. Now, Steve-O, I know you're a big rapper. I used to be a, a rapper too, uh, not really, but kind of. Uh, I'm gonna write a rap for you right now in this video. Vote for Steve-O, he is neato. He has a great libido. That's my man, Steve-O. Vote Steve-O, 108 Turney, out. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, and, and that being said too, you know, I, I, I'm, really, I'm really hoping, Tom, that we're able to uh, build that bridge. You know, I hope, uh, Apparently, we uh, may have, uh, I don't know, <laughs> offended? We, Is that the right word? I, I think we... Forgotten about them? <laughs> Is that it? We, we definitely didn't, didn't forget about them. We didn't forget about them, but I think, for me at least, if I'm talking about myself... So, l- put it in the context, right? We were on three things with, with the 108 guys. Awesome. Right. Super fun. Go. It was like, what, June? May, June? Yeah, last yeah, year? yeah. So, like, I heat... The highest point of the pandemic, basically. Right. What, they they started doing the three things like on YouTube. Um, and we were and they were stoked. doing it. We were yeah. so surprised. It was actually right around your birthday. It yes. Was, it was on your birthday. It was a birthday out. gift. Thank you guys. Super nice of you guys to think of me on my birthday. Um, <laughs> but the whole the the whole thing was like we like went and did it. Super fun. And they were saying to me to us like, hey, let's uh, let's keep this going. Let's have you guys let's on the podcast. podcast. Yeah. And I was like. That sounds great. Low key, I thought they were just putting niceties out there. Like they were just saying that to be nice. And so I was like, Oh yeah, man. It's like that, um, like, oh, let's let's get together sometime. Right, exactly. And so we were like, Man, like this was so cool that they had us on here. And then um one oh eight tourney comes around and we like we haven't really interacted with them too much. We've been, you know, I don't know working and shit <laughs> like yeah for real like <laughs> we I both say, are in we both have full-time jobs and are in school and do this podcast so it's like what else do we have time right. for? <laughs> i love that you brought up like the whole niceties thing because all i can think about too is like you know like imagine you see those cousins you know that you see like once every like six months or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. and like you see them and, and you have a good time or whatever and it's like oh yeah we should definitely do this again in the really near future, right? And then it just doesn't happen, yeah. right? So we're we're definitely gonna have to make sure that that you know our our drunk uncles just aren't, <laughs> you know our drunk uncles that we interact with uh, once every you know six months or so. We yeah. gotta make sure that we get them on the pod, and we may definitely. have to play some kiss ass to get there. Yeah, um, I know. Honestly, well, <laughs> to make up for that, I've been uh, I've been pulling some strings, Tom. You might not know this, but you know I'm in a group chat with uh, with the intern Darren Brown. Ooh, okay. Um, so we might have to I'm I might have to get Darren on the show and 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 pitch him an idea to get the get the guys back on. That's I am intrigued because if we can get him to start, you know, pushing things up the ladder, you never know. You never know. Um, Absolutely. But in the meantime, uh, I'm pulling for Cherizi over Beef Loaf. In he the, is getting bodied. I know. Last but that's bogus because he freaking <laughs> tried to bounce you out of the tournament. So so who's your, who's your favorite to win it all right now? Um, okay, shoot. Um, I mean, 
the way that Shy Sox fan Mike handled you, uh, pretty pretty rough, pretty rough. Um, but if Tom Paints can get past him, this is the way I want to put it. If Tom Paints wins today, I think he's he's the shoe. So you like you like whoever comes out of the wave sucks region. I like whoever comes out of the wave sucks region. That's the best way to put it. Okay. I mean, I feel like the one hundred eight guys, like whoever wins their side of the bracket, they usually lose in like the final four or the final. Right, like Beef Loaf last year lost in the final yeah. four to Summer of George. Yeah, and it, it'll be something like that this year where he'll get – I think he'll get to the final and then lose to whoever comes out of the Wave Sox. But I don't know, man. It's 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 really interesting. Yeah. It's it's just it's just fun is what it is. It's not even I, – I wouldn't even say interesting. It's just good old-fashioned fun. For sure. Twitter For fun. sure. Yeah, you know, I, I thought – Oh, Chris Tannehill, be, that's right. Chris Tannehill's Tana matchup was, against Layla Rahimi today. And that's and – it's, it's he can fairly win close that, matchup. I don't know. But also, Layla Rahimi is the darling of Chicago sports media right now. So Exactly. If she gets and through well – And well-deserved. Yeah, well no, she's, she's fantastic. It, it was funny. Mitch Rosen from 670 The Score mm-hmm. tweeted out the poll, the 108 poll today uh, between her and Chris. And – um, he goes, this is like choosing between your son and your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. And, uh, yeah, I mean, both of them are deserving to, to win their mat, win that matchup. Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite is, is going to be beef. I'm still a stick yeah. with beef. I like beef, you know, making, at least making it to the final. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't think of how the bracket lines up and yeah, who comes out of where. Yeah. Um, beef wolf would definitely be one of those guys. I would say summer of George, but to be a hundred percent honest with you, what he did last year was just so flooring because yeah. it was like his first year in the tournament. Nobody expected him to go like all com- out. I, I'm just going to call it what it is. Complete frat boy crazy. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now that's what everybody's expecting. And it's yeah. nothing really different. Yeah. Right. As the phone goes off, maybe the mic I just silenced maybe, it. I don't know if the mic picked it up, <laughs> but, um, you know, got to stay on brand, Tom. Thank you. Um, but that's the thing, right? Summer of George has a brand, and I don't know if that brand's going to win it this year. So yeah. I would say Beef Wolf or actually Shy Sox fan Mike because, like, it's just, like, the votes that Mike pulls, it's just dumb. If you look at the poll that I was in with him yesterday compared to the other polls, our poll had twice as many votes as almost all the rest of the polls. Yeah, and the <laughs> – he basically asked people. He didn't ask people to vote for you, but he was like, "If you're not gonna vote for me, <laughs> donate." For exactly, this. that's what he said too. <laughs> it's nice if you vote for me, but go donate to Shy, you know, Drunk Shy Sox fans, uh, St. Baldrick's thing. And I'm like, now you're just beating nice with even nicer. Come yeah, on. it's like okay, <laughs> asshole, stop being nice. All right, that's like that's what I felt like when I read that. I was like, all right, stop being such a nice person, you asshole. And it's like I didn't know how else to put it. So okay, it, it's been fun, you know, the the one away tourney. Um, it's over now though. I'm not gonna watch any more of it because you're out of it. So I'm oh, lost wow. interest. Look at that. You've lost the loyalty to me. my boy. Wow. No, I I'm gonna <laughs> definitely be paying attention. Same. Absolutely. Even though I'm out of it. Even though I'm out of it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna enjoy the next. Uh, what do we got? Few days, yeah. Next few days, yeah. It ends on the 31st. So, um, well, Tom, we're a few minutes into this thing. Should we take a quick break? Hell yeah! And uh, I'm gonna refill this coffee cup, grab a nice juicy IPA, Ooh. and uh, keep this thing rolling.
So I think the, the best way to put this is um, I've got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. <laughs> so um, all you motherfuckers <laughs> out there that don't think Carlos Rodon is a legitimate major league quality pitcher, you can take that and shove it. I'm just like, I'm sick of the hate. I'm sick of the hate. There's no reason for it. This man has given his body to this organization. A lot of guys do. And they get love for it. And meanwhile, Carlos Rodon is getting trashed in these Twitter streets. It's just... In these Twitter streets. That's a Chris. Said, that's a Chris are... Tannehill term that I've that I've adopted. Shout out to Locked On Sox because like I'm I'm just sick of it, man. I I, I like I know I'm a Carlos Rodon truther, and there was a time where I was you know sick of his injuries as well. But look, like he's topping out. I'll drop the clip in in a second. But he's topping out at 97, 98 miles an hour, like consistently. When Rodon wants to run it up there, he still can do it. We saw him give here a really good fastball to end the third at 97. That was a good one on the inside part of the plate to Taylor. And he gets 98 on the radar gun as he breezes one past Taylor for another strikeout. His sixth strikeout. And this is as good as I've seen Carlos Rodon look. Okay. Two pitches doesn't count as consistently, but continue. He was throughout the entire – that's fine. The entirety of a start. Okay, so he's consistently like 95. And that's going to play, dude, with his slider. Dude, like that's – you're good. You're golden. He's got a serviceable major league quality changeup. But like fastball slider, and then you have a third pitch to go to, you are a – Major League starter. What is the third pitch? The change. change. It's the change. Eek. I know. But you don't necessarily, if you're fastball slider, you're fastball slider. You you just use the change as a third look, you know? We don't, we, like, you got to keep in mind, too, we don't need him to go seven, eight innings. We, he's our fifth starter. The, and this is what I, this is where my bone to pick is really coming from, is that, like, people be shitting on the end of our rotation, where it, Kind of like as long, in, barring injuries, barring injuries, it can take us through. That's hopeful. I like your optimism. You are, you are the the eternal spring of optimism. I'm just saying. You you look out here. If you're if you're thinking you'll get a career year from Lynn, like everybody's saying, he, we're probably gonna get. Ooh. If you're looking, crossed. Knock yeah. on wood. If you're looking at Gilito as the new ace of the goddamn world, then <laughs> the world. That's I mean, your fat, your high change and high fastball. Like nobody in the fucking world has figured out how to hit that yet. And then I just I I can't, dude. I, like this this Keiko with his pitch to contact. You know we got a new left fielder, so we're set. Like the <laughs> the amount of uh, balls in play is gonna be fine. We're fine. And then you're looking at Cease with stuff that, like, ain't nobody else got stuff like him. And he's pitching 110% every every pitch. That's beautiful. I love it. And then you're looking at Carlos Renan as the absolute bottom of the barrel. That's your bottom of the barrel? If that's your bottom of the barrel and he's pitching the way that he's pitching, I'm sorry. We're good. Just we're two, good. Two quick notes. Two quick notes. 
Number one, it is spring training. Okay. Because remember, spring training success does not necessarily equate. Spring training injuries count. Yes, they do. Which will lead me to my bone to pick. Okay. But my second note on Rodon is the Brewers lineup yesterday, about half of them are starters. So that's also something to take. Four of them are starters. Yeah. So that's something to take into consideration, too. Is that Rodon looked serviceable at best against a half major league squad. So keep that in mind. Just I'll leave it there. This is why I needed the bone to pick because people like you. Anyway, keep going. Absolutely. And you're allowed to. You are allowed to. <laughs> Let it all out. I feel better now. All right. Now I got a bone to pick as well. I got a bone to pick. There it is. All right. So speaking of spring training games and spring training, not necessarily spring training, not equating to the regular season and spring training in my head has always been something that really doesn't matter, yep. especially for players that are already developed that you're going to need for 150-plus games throughout the year. Yep. They should barely be sniffing the field. They should be getting some practice at bats. They shouldn't feel the need to go out all out. They shouldn't feel the need to give all their effort. My guy, Eloy Jimenez, okay? Mm-mm-mm. Obviously, the injury is um, devastating for this ball club because I'll be 100% honest with you in saying that when it came to offensive numbers for this team, let's just take OPS as an example. I thought Eloy was going to lead this team in OPS as well as other statistical categories for this team. Dingers. That one especially. Eloy, as you guys know, decided to try and rob a home run that I don't even think Tory Hunter would have been able to rob. No. Okay. No. Anyone would have been able to rob <laughs> unless they had a mechanical arm that extended 12 feet. Well, that's what he that he Kay. did. He tried to over he overextended his arm right. like go-go gadget, which is, you know, admirable. Idi- idiotic <laughs> for a spring training game. <laughs> My bone to pick isn't even with Aloy. My bone to pick is with Whoever in the analytics department, in the front office, in the coaching staff, still thinks that this guy is going to be a service. Not, I don't even know if serviceable is the right term because I don't think they even think that he's going to be a serviceable left fielder in the future when it comes to defense. The fact that you aren't worried that he is going to injure himself ever again when records show that all he's going to do is be a nuisance to himself and to others yep. in left field. Yep. And he already showed it in spring training with that yep. collision with Luis. Yep. I was just going to bring that right? up. Yep. So there's my bone to pick. You guys still haven't learned your lesson, and congratulations. Now you're suffering because of it. And now we have to play Russian roulette, left field style. Boy, oh boy. Tom, rant yeah. over. Let's talk about this uh, yeah. this beautiful flow chart that you've so created. So speaking of Russian roulette with left field, um, we, we've got a, a few, let's call them options, uh, laid out in front of us. Because I think a lot of people have talked about the fact that 
losing Aloy really sucks, but not as much effort has been put into, okay, what do we think the Sox are going to do now, and what's a good... A lot of complaining and no talking so far, other than we're going to try and patch this thing up from the inside. Yeah. And oh, we're gonna, we're gonna keep our. But we are, yeah, we are keeping <laughs> our options open. We are talking with teams. Yeah, that's always Rick Hahn lawyer speak. If like he's always got, he, he's never gonna say no to an offer. That's what he always puts out there. Um, I'm sure they have a us. seat at the table somewhere. They do- oh, that was spicy. That was spicy. Um, so we were talking. Um, there, there's. Uh, my side of the table, I say we only need a patch job. We just need to patch this up until so we get... You're, you're, so, Rick Hahn, your, your team's on the floor? My team is on the floor. Hoosiers. Big time. Big time. Um, not a big Indiana guy, but, you know, whatever. Um, sorry, NWI, Steve. No hate, but... Um, well, Hoosiers isn't state. about the, uh, the college team. It's about a high school team, right? Uh, are they in Indiana? They are in Indiana. There you go. Um, <laughs> so... That's uh that's besides the point though. So I'm saying that we just need a patch job to get through. Steve, on the other hand, you're thinking what? Oh boy, it's time to tap into the market. It's really time to is the rebuild is over, correct? We've talked it, about yes, this, right? Yes, the, re- the, the rebuild is, is over. Definitely There's a over. reason why we have changed our slogan at the end of our episode from rebuild or bust in Han we trust to in Han we trust spend the money, spend we, the money must. we must, right? So it's time to spend the money. Okay. It's already been spent, Steve. So you heard him. You heard him yeah, say that's that. That's right. We spent it on Liam Hendricks. Um and uh <laughs> and Yasmani Grandal and, and Adam Eaton. Uh, Don't forget, that is the thing. We already we planned for this very issue with outfield depth and we went and signed Adam Eaton. We're good, man. We're good. So <laughs> and I guess this is where it comes into the patch job, right? So if we're gonna talk about patch job, Tom, we've got some options here. Well, some options, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. So then if, if, if you're me and we're doing a patch job, I'm, I'm saying we've got good options coming down. And what's the obvious one? Adam Angle's coming back in two weeks, three weeks now or something like that. So yeah, he's not even opening day ready. Is no, he? he's not. He's not. So we're not going to be able to see him opening day, but we're going to see a lot of him. So Leary legend is your starting left fielder for opening day or... I'm speedy Billy, and I'm world class. (laughs) He is Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton's on this team. He's been playing pretty good out in the outfield. I'm not going to lie. He has no arm. But he's been catching him. He's been catching him. I don't know if you've seen the highlights. That's all I've seen. I haven't seen him, like, on a, like play-by-play basis, but I've seen (sighs) him chasing some stuff down that your man's Eloy Jimenez on a good day is not going to chase down, which, you know, nobody's saying like Eloy Jimenez is an only outfielder. But if we have Billy Hamilton in the field, I think that's a good thing. The other thing that we've seen in the last few games in the spring training is Tony's going to let these guys run all over the bases. And I know that's old baseball, but if you're going to do that, you need speed to, to take care of that for you. Enter Billy Hamilton. This is not how you build a winning ball club. Just letting you guys know. He hits dingers against the White Sox if it's 2020 and he's on the Cubs and they're at Wrigley and the wind's blowing out. And Did he hit a homer? He hit a dinger off of us. No way. He did. 
He did, Billy Hamilton. No wonder his OPS for the Cubs was like in like 12 plate appearances was like 159 or something. Mm-hmm. It's because he hit that plus. one solo home run after off of. But here's the thing. I just I'm <sighs> cringing. I'm cringing thinking about this, right? Billy so, Hamilton, Adam Engel, Leary. That's your rotation and left? Yep. Depending on what the matchup is? Unless if you're going to put Vaughn out there, which is an option. And apparently he's, quote, keeping it simple um, in the outfield. So, I mean, that's what you literally have to do if you've never played that position before. Um, but, it, I mean, you also have guys like, you know. So what are you doing? I'm Let me ask you what you're doing. With, okay. I mean, all of these options. I mean, you're not reaching as far as, like, Gavin Sheets, Mike Rodolfo, Luis Gonzalez, I are you? I am. I am reaching that because, look, this is – this is Yikes. I know. But, you know, you're in a position where you have a really strong lineup and you can put one out of nine as a potent you, – you put it out there for someone to succeed – Right, you're you're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle, and you've got a few options. That's the thing. Like that list that you just gave of internal options is actually kind of long, and you have guys who've had just because it's long doesn't mean had, it's good though. That's fine. You have guys on there who have had major league success. Billy Hamilton has had major league success. He's been around for Six this years long. Ago. He's been along around for this long for a reason. People keep signing him because he's got an elite baseball tool, speed. And maybe that's not like enough to keep it fine. If he fails in the first couple weeks, you bring in Adam Angle and you say bye to Billy Hamilton. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You're starting you Billy still, Hamilton over Adam Angle on a regular basis. No, because uh, that's what I just said. You you try him out in the first couple weeks. So anyway, anyway. But then that's you what you're have saying. the first couple weeks. Billy Hamilton's your everyday starting left fielder because Adam Angle's not here. That's the only oh, reason. Oh right, Angle's out. So almost forgot about that. Leary then is the man. Leary legend. Leary legend is a proven major league talent as a replacement. As a replacement, you know, a fourth outfielder. But that's perfect because that's the position that he's put in right now. He's a fourth outfielder. He is a good man for that job. Now, you also have Vaughn that you can try there. Sheets that you can try there. Their bats are. Vaughn's bat is major league ready, and it's a question mark on Gavin Sheets. But these are guys that you can give the opportunity to because of the strength of the rest of your lineup. These are also guys, especially with Sheets and Vaughn, that are guys that probably haven't played outfield outside of now because now they're trying to plug them into this position. They probably haven't sniffed the outfield in a game-type situation since they were in middle school. Fine. So if you don't like that, those options... Then you have Adolfo and Luis Gonzalez. Who are not major league ready. Adolfo, all he has to do is limit those Ks. His power plays. His power plays. His arm plays. And Luis Gonzalez has torn up AAA in the past. He could take the next step. And again, this is what I'm saying is you have the luxury of having a really strong one through eight. And then... You patch job this up. Poverty mindset. That's I, I understand. It's but poverty mindset. We're a poverty organization, according to we're Jared. Not, I know. Like, I we are the highest grossing team in the AL Central and we do not act like it. But I think that where I'm coming from with this like I'm patch in so job much mindset. Pain hearing I know, this. I know, I know. But look, this what I'm trying to say is it is not okay. the end of the world. We are not gonna lose to the twins because of this. Yes, you are. 
Yes, you are. I don't. It's going to be I a tight race. So. It was going to be a tight race to begin with. It was going to be a tight race to begin with. You can't afford to lose wins. You can't afford to lose a win because of Andrew Vaughn being in left field, being absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to lose a game because Billy Hamilton is up with two runners in scoring position, two outs, and he can't put the ball in play. You can't lose games because for some reason – Leary Legend seems like the best option to have at the plate, and he's swinging at an atrocious fastball that's at his head or a curveball that's a foot off the plate and hitting the dirt. Like, you just can't afford these things, and we have seen these things time and time again out of these patch job options that we have, right? If this team is set on winning, which it seems, I don't know, you went and you signed Liam Hendricks. You went. And you got Lance Lynn on a one-year deal, and you gave up one of your best starting pitching prospects for Lance Lynn, a guy that you could have controlled for five more years, who showed some potential, right? Yes, his age was up there. Yes, he is 27. But you gave him up for one year of Lance Lynn, one single year, right? You can't tell me that making a trade for somebody or at least signing someone isn't an option. And now let's go through these options, right? I, I, um, I'm i just going to put it out there that very happy I was able to set you off and get you pumped up for your trade options and your signings. So please, okay. please, go ahead. So let me start by saying this. Again, rebuild or bust in Han We Trust is over. In Han We Trust, spend the money we must is here. Yep. Right? And here's the thing. These options are affordable options. They are arbitration-eligible guys that you do not need to sign to multi-year contracts unless that's the option you really want to take because this is a guy you want as a part of your organization for the next four, five, six years, like the Aloy contract, like the Yoan contract, like the Luis Robert contract, Mm. right? Mm. Roll that R, baby. Mm. Now, the two guys that would be amazing options, amazing replacements – that would be actually longer-term options for the next few years that I'm eyeballing that the White Sox could give up some prospect capital for. Okay, so we're talking trades first. Trades. We're talking big, bigger trades first, and then a more sizable trade after. Austin Meadows, Mike Yastrzemski. I disagree with Meadows being a cheap trade. Okay, what do you think the Sox have to give up for Austin Meadows? It's here's the here <laughs> Andrew Vaughn no. do it. Whoa, bro. I dropped the bomb. Bruh. I dropped the bomb because here's the thing. I'm going to ask you right now. Do you want Aloy Jimenez as the future DH of the White Sox or do you want Andrew Vaughn as the future DH of the White Sox? I'll take Aloy. I I so I, that, I see th- where that's you're the coming crossroads from. that this organization is at. I think that's the biggest question that they're asking right now in the front office. Give me two maybe 3 years and I'm going to need Vaughn at first base. You're also right on that fact. You're right. Ultimately, he is the future at first so base, right? So you trade off time at DH okay. with Eloy playing left field a little bit, playing DH a little bit, Vaughn playing DH continue a little down, bit. Okay, so continue. Playing, continue. So what so would you I don't want Austin Meadows? Anyway. Th- th- you know Vaughn is pricey. Vaughn is pricey. But I'm telling but you. you think they would have to give up a Vaughn? I think so, and this is this this is the thing. I don't want to trade with the Rays because the Rays make people look bad. Highway robbery all the time, and they just don't lose trades. All right, I just we'll I move don't. On to the next one. I'm scared Mike of that. Yastrzemski. And they're in the AL. See, okay, thirty so year old Mike Yastrzemski. That 
is very interesting to me and not everybody shut up not just because he's on the sf giants and your 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 closet fandom team and my and they are my nl team and i've been watching mike yastrzemski and he's good he's just good okay all that aside he's a great left fielder in the mlb today and he's ready to freaking go he's on a currently pretty freaking bad team and that's why you know he the other thing about it is he's 30 already they the asking price cannot be that high because he's peak right now it's only going to go downhill from here so in regard to like his physical condition yeah probably i mean he's probably not gonna be as mobile yeah in left field right and next year or two so there you go. You you it, what what that means is look, if you're gonna trade for somebody like and we don't even know if he's on the market, mind right, you. Right, right. You don't you don't know that. But he would be if I'm Rick Hahn, he's somebody I'm asking about because it's like, look, Giants, you're not gonna go toe to toe with the Dodgers and win. You're not gonna go toe to toe with the Padres and win. You may not be able to go toe to toe with the diamondbacks and win you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like probably but i mean come on what are you putting out austin slater and fucking like who's their starting day pitcher i don't some jamo uh it doesn't matter exactly <laughs> exactly what i'm trying to say you're still trotting out buster posey right. and crawford as your starters point being you're not looking at a winning organization or a winning year. Right. And you're running out of time to trade pieces that matter to other exactly. organizations. Think of this, like a Yastrzemski for a Jared Kelly. Think that's a fair trade? Yeah. Or Yastrzemski for a burger. Oh, now you're now you're stretching a little bit. I think maybe You don't like, think that burger is somebody that somebody that other teams would be interested in, or you're saying that burger is too high of an asking? No, price? I th- I think that's not a piece that People are interested in right. So then you just you, because of all the injury, you just, package Burger with a this that or the I other mean, like that, arm. I mean that and Kelly. I mean Burger and Kelly. I think a team would definitely like, take. like the Giants would and bite on. That's not something that's gonna hurt my feelings if I see those two guys go. No, no. I mean Jared Kelly has potential for sure, but I and this is the thing though. You're, you're in a win now position. Right? You're in a win now position. Yastrzemski is a left fielder, and you need a left fielder. And boom, done. All right. right? Okay. Low risk trade option. Mike Talkman. I fucking hate the Yankees. Why do you? Why are these AL East teams people you want to trade with? These are going to bite us in the ass in the near future if we do. You this. don't have to give up anything for him. You're barely going to scratch your top thirty prospects to get a Mike Talkman. But that's the point. Someone you, who's you, going to be solid defensively. Why is that better? And might bring a little bit of punch to your offense. Why is that any better than Billy Hamilton? Where you, you know what? If Talkman, Billy. And here's the thing with Talkman too. Think of it this way: Talkman's a lefty. This team needs a lefty bat. Enter switch hitting Leary Legend. I'm here's ju- the thing too. I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. How is now, he? How is Mike Talkman any better than the internal options? Because no, he is because more consistency. Leary is gonna be slappy against. I can't even remember what he's better from the left. He's uh, as a righty. Once he's Adam Angle against, is back, so he's better against. He's better against lefties. Talkman's better against righties. Yeah. So put it that way, and then Engel's going to be back, right? And once Engel's better against lefties. But again, so once Engel or back, Leary, Engel or Leary against left-handed pitching, Talkman against right-handed pitching, 
and you would barely have to. What you're probably gonna give up like maybe like a Connor Pilkington for uh, <laughs> for a Mike Talkman. You're gonna give up your mean Mercedes. Give them for back Mike Blake Talkman. Rutherford. The, Yankee, the Yankees want another catcher, a possible catching option if Gary Sanchez falls through again. Your mean Mercedes. your mean Mercedes. Like seriously, Mike Talkman for your mean Mercedes and uh, a player to be named later. Like that's what it's and that's even a lot, in my opinion. That trade makes sense actually and i hate to admit it because i don't like agreeing with you but again like i don't see mike talkman being really that much better than what we have already at meadows least, no, i at get least low risk like, meadows he's low risk add some depth add some depth add some depth what happens if angle goes down again what happens if leary goes down what happens when Eloy is not ready until the end of september and you're in a playoff push right you're gonna need every bat possible you're gonna need every option open right now I would yeah. love a more solidified bat, Meadows, Yastrzemski, but I don't think those are realistic. That's fair. And now that we've gotten the – and the reason why they were not realistic is because you're giving away quite a bit to get them. Now, what about players that were just giving away money, money to get? Right, exactly, right? Guys that are still in the free agent pool, right? And there's still a – I guess, should I say decent – I wouldn't say decent list. <sighs> Decent-sized list. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a um, lengthy list, but it's not that – um, top heavy. Yeah, it's not deep by any means. Okay, um, so I'm referring back to a Josh Nelson tweet here, where he tweeted, "Who's still available?" Um, we've got Orhe Bonifacio, Matt Kemp, Sean Rodriguez, Jonas Cespedes, Josh Reddick, Yasiel Puig, your boy, uh, Cargo, and Melky, the Melkman. Okay, um, <laughs> so we could potentially bring back the 2015 team here, because <laughs> then all you have to do is trade for. The New <laughs> Angels starting pitcher, Jose Quintana. And then you've got the 2015 team back together. The band's back together, man. <laughs> oh, Rick Hahn would be probably overjoyed. Yeah, Actually, Rick, Kenny Williams would be overjoyed, man. Is we Rollins all know, we know, available? We all know. Rollins, Jimmy Rollins. <laughs> no. We, um, we all know how much Kenny loves blasts from the past. Let's yes. be real. Yes. Um, all of the experiments that we've seen. So oh. maybe not the best idea to get Melky, but, you know, there's other people on this list, right? Exactly. Um, the best options on this list, in my opinion, are Yasio Puig and Josh Raddick. Now, here's the <sighs> deal. Now that Puig is still unsigned, and it is March 20... What are we at? The 7th. March 27th. Okay? We're... He needs open, a team. Op opening day is less than a week away. He needs a team. Opening day is Thursday. Yeah. No. Thursday? The first. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. So he's not gonna want he's not gonna get that ten million dollars that Rachel Luba has been Same talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's not happening. He, he might get a four million dollar deal. From why not us. take why not take a flyer, right? Yeah. Why not take a flyer on Puig? Or even Josh Reddick? I don't I know you don't like the whole Astros thing. Well, that's the uh, thing is like how much of it is you, you that it's just it Josh Reddick comes with a question mark. Look at Marwin Gonzalez. I thought he was going to be the fucking shit in Minnesota. He's not great. No. Not great at all. And a lot of those numbers you got to think had to do with knowing what was coming. And I don't know that about Josh Reddick. You know, people say that he was a, one of the good guys on that team and I just I don't want to necessarily go there if I don't have to. And, I I mean, I know you're against my patch job, patchwork scenario, you know, quilting this whole thing together. But if there's, if there's anybody on this 
free agent list that I'm taking, it's Puig. And I've been asking for Puig for a while. I still think that he's the one to go for. It's just got to be the right price for Jerry. And I don't see that happening. So, yeah, Redick has regressed quite significantly. That's why uh, he doesn't have a team. 2017. That is why he doesn't have a team. You know, but desperate times call for desperate measures, and I think the White Sox. I think the White Sox are there. I think they need another outfielder right now. Mike Yastrzemski, Mike Wazowski, <laughs> big dreams. I mean, <laughs> I would love it. I would absolutely love it. And if I, if I'm Rick Hahn, if I'm Kenny Williams, yep. if I am whoever's in that front office making, you know, calling the shots, making the deals, I, <laughs> I'm calling teams. I'm calling every single team mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball right now that has an outfield, an extra outfielder or an outfielder that has talent that and is on a losing ball club. You know, right. like anybody who's got a guy who is good on a team that doesn't matter right now, bring him on in. Yeah, let's have a chat. Let's have a chat, guys. Oh, I mean, I'm probably on the phone with 12 different teams right now. Yeah, but to be you honest know, with you, Rick Hahn's DMs are probably pretty dry. Let's be honest. <laughs> He's too busy running uh, Al's Cheesy Beef, man. Oh, stop it with that. Every once in a while on the Sons of Hanukkah podcast here, we like to take a minute to um, talk about something outside the lines of baseball. Now, we've... Taking a call in this minute, the Minoso minute, because of everything that Mini Minoso meant to this organization, but as well as everything that he did outside the lines of baseball for baseball players. Now, um, this one hits close to home for me. Um, a couple weeks back, there was a domestic terrorist attack against Asian American women in Georgia. My wife's Asian American. And Asian American hate is not new in this country. You know, this isn't something that we can say has never happened before. But I'm asking you guys to not let this go forgotten. Don't let this fade as just another thing, fucked up thing that happened in America. Remember it. Memorialize it. You know, we're a baseball podcast. Asian Asian people have had a huge impact on baseball. Look around, Look around the league, you know. Shohei Otani, Hinjin Ryu, Kenta Maeda, G-Man Choi, Kesson Hira, Kimming with the Marlins organization, Masahiro Tanaka. These people are given a more critical lens. Take a moment today, if you could, and think about the last time that you stereotyped an Asian that you saw. Think about whatever lie you told yourself when you saw that person and ask yourself why you believed that lie about that person. doesn't matter if it's, you know, 
quote unquote a, a, a nice stereotype. It's a stereotype and it's based on a lie that you've chosen to believe. Take time, unwrite some lies about what you believe about an Asian American person. Go support an Asian American business, you know, and and just reach out to people that you care about in that community because they're hurting. I promise you, they're hurting. Um, my Minoso Minute for the week is lighthearted and, and positive and grateful, um, specifically for community uh, within the White Sox Twitter realm. Um, one thing that I've noticed and I'm really grateful for because of the 108 tourney is um, White Sox Twitter is more than just a place where people come together and praise and gripe and moan and celebrate and everything in between the things that our favorite baseball organization does. But it's, it's really become a family and a place where uh, people can come together for a greater cause, um, especially through um, this, tur- this goofy tournament that we do every single year. Um, I do want to first highlight and thank uh, Mrs. Beef Loaf and Aloha Mr. Hand, um, Pete, uh, for really inspiring me um, to kind of hop on the charitable donation uh, bandwagon, I'll call it, uh, for the tournament, um, being a part of something that's bigger than just uh, trashing your opponent and uh, you know making goofy videos and, and witty rap lines for myself. Um, so they put together in their poll in what um, – in their matchup, uh, every vote um, would equal a dollar donated to Metaviver, uh, which is a cancer research fundraising organization. Um, I decided to go along that route because cancer sucks um, and it blows and it's uh, near and dear to my heart because um, my significant other's mom has cancer. Um, currently and I can only imagine what it's like being a kid and having cancer Um, so I decided to start a fundraiser for the St. Baldrick's Foundation which is the leading uh, pediatric cancer research organization in the world Um, so there was an incredible turnout Um, I am extremely grateful and indebted to White Sox Twitter uh, for being a part of this, for being uh, generous, for rallying behind this cause, um, not only with monetary resources, but also their Twitter platforms and retweeting and commenting and um, being a part of something that's bigger. We raised over $1,200 um, for the St. Baldrick's Foundation um, just because you all are awesome and not just, you know, not just worried about the results of a goofy Twitter poll. Um, so I just want to say thank you to every single person that donated. Um, this really was an eye-opening experience for me and how awesome our 
little tight knit community is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my original goal was to raise $108, you know, hashtag 108, um, for the St. Baldrick's foundation. And you guys exceeded that. And then some, um, tenfold in indeed. So big props to every single person that not only donated money, but, um, helped spread the word, um, about this, this really, really cool opportunity that I got to be a part of. So preach. Okay. Well, we've had fun today. It was, uh, thank you for giving me space to speak and appreciate your thoughts on being thankful for the people out here. Cause the people out here are pretty fucking great. They really are. I, I gotta say like when I joined Sox Twitter and I, I want to say it was the beginning of the 2018 baseball season, you know, when, when Matt Davidson, you know, <laughs> went off the season with, <laughs> you know, absolutely ravaging the Royals. We don't need, we don't need to bring that name back um, up. <laughs> and White Sox, Dave and Carl were still just doing baseball stuff for Redline radio. Yep. Um, and, uh, hashtag let me clear my throat, uh, <laughs> was, was the big, uh, the big trending point at that se- uh, beginning of that season. Um, you know, I thought I was just joining something to kind of get back on the White Sox baseball train a little bit more, yeah, you know, yeah. and kind of get back into the news and, and kind of just have an outlet to express myself about baseball. Um, and it's been way more than that. Um, we've made friends, we've built a community, mm-hmm. we've joined communities, we've been able to have some really neat experiences as well. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so excited for what's to come for the rest of this year and the upcoming future. Hell yeah, man. Um, and the White Sox are good. And yeah, like our baseball <laughs> team is good. Like, you know, I, I know this is kind of copying a, a, you know, a page out of the Cubs history book, but we are good. <laughs> we are good. Right. Like, like Joe Madden said about, you know, when that team was fu- finally coming together in 2015. Like, this team's coming together. We are good. Yes, it sucks that Eloy is going to be out until September. Um, but we are good. And <laughs> to have his bat, I know this is a weird comparison, Tom, but to have his bat back for the playoffs is going to be like when Schwarber was out that entire 2016 season and then came back. I don't think that's a weird comp at all. I think it's a perfect comp. And I think... You know, as much as we don't like to say, oh, it's just like the rebuild on the worst side, it's got a lot of it's got a lot I'll of be similarities. Honest, if we end up with at least one World Series trophy, trophy, I'll be happy. I won't be. Uh, I need two so that we could rub <laughs> it in the in the North Sider's face. Be like, yeah, <laughs> oh, you rebuilt you well. Uh, we did too. It went pretty well. And emphasis on the we did too. We did it twice. So there you suck go. One. So that's what I need. And. uh Year one, this is the this is the start of the dynasty. I mean, I, I'm cool with that too. Like I said, but let's just focus on one for now. Let's just focus on one for now. I don't have time. I gotta I gotta set my sights to the future, man. Two championships in this window. Come on, the Dodgers just pulled out their first one. Just remember that the right? Dodgers are garbage. The Dodgers though. just pulled out their first one. <laughs> the do- and they have an owner that likes to spend money. I don't like that. Final <laughs> thoughts, Tom. 
Ooh, uh, I like how you uh, led into that with we should spend some money because these uh, (laughs) free agents, you know, one Yasiel Puig, it looks pretty good right now uh, in left for our left field options. Um, But who's to say? I I, I still I still think it's going to be a lot of internal. You know, you're going to see a lot of Billy Hamilton is what I think is going to happen. So, yeah, well. In Han we trust? Spend the money we must. Damn right. (laughs) Have a good one, everybody. Beautiful. So news, 12 minutes ago, ah, fuck me. White Sox say Leury Garcia was scratched today as a precaution due to right shoulder soreness. Are you sure that that article didn't say Leary Legend was scratched? James Vegan. James Vegan did not he use did his not. proper name. No, that should be Leary Legend. Pardon him. Um, <sighs> Shit, fuck. <laughs> it, it's Billy Hamilton time. <laughs> Sign somebody, please. <laughs>